Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about perhaps one of your favorite singers, Adele, and the fact that she's getting fit shamed. Now, a lot of you might know the term fat shaming. Fat shaming is when you put down somebody for being fat. Well, fit shaming is the opposite. You are putting people down because they're getting in shape from when they were fat to being fit. So fat to fit. I think many of you already know that Adele has been losing weight the last year. She divorced or was divorced from her ex-husband, Simon Kopecki, and they have a child together, Angelo, if I remember correctly. And about uh, a year ago, probably a little less than a year ago, they divorced and she started dating or was alleged to date some British rapper named Skepta. And now she's uh, been seen with Harry Styles. You know, there's always rumors. You know, it's like the UK Sun, UK Mirror, all these tabloids are always, you know, pushing stuff. But she's been losing a lot of weight. Uh, Estimates are around maybe 100 pounds. And it's interesting because, see, in the old days, when somebody lost weight, we would commend them. I remember when Oprah, back in the, ooh, must be early 90s, when she was still the Chicago talk show host, she uh, did that big weight loss special where she was wearing those tight jeans and she showed it off and everyone was applauding her because she was always kind of portly back in the 80s. And she's always had weight issues since then. But we used to applaud people when they lost weight. Now with the Twitter mob, the the snowflake culture, the hate culture, whatever you want to call it, how everyone's offended and now everyone has an outlet and everyone wants to try to destroy somebody else. Now with the Twitter mob, uh, <laughs> she's getting attacked. And people who are fat shaming her uh, are no longer fat shaming her, right? Because they're they're like happy that she's losing weight. But now you have these people, a lot of women who are regular weighted, coming out and saying, "Oh, you know, you you should be mad at her for losing weight, and maybe she's going through issues." And I'm like, "Oh my God, this it's first of all, it's like typical of intersexual dynamics with women. You know, women." have this this like inner wiring to like bring each other down more so than men. Men don't really have that as much. I mean, there is a that German concept of, of Schadenfreude where where you have to bring like have misery in other people's pleasures. But I don't I don't see what the problem is. Now we have a couple episodes on the body positive movement and why the body positive movement is bad for obese people. So the body positive movement is essentially best encapsulated with the phrase be who you are or be happy with your overweight body and so you see this and you've seen this in the past with celebrities like Kirstie Alley when she was overweight and with Kelly Clarkson and, and some other people when they gained a lot of weight they'd come on People Magazine and be like oh, I'm fat and proud and uh, and then you see like with that actress from the show This Is Us and 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 uh, that uh, plus size supermodel in these other places where we have to be fat and proud. The irony, of course, is later on they lose the weight because they go to trainers or whatever, and then they come back and say how much happier they are now that they've lost the weight. And then people are like, what? I thought you were happy being overweight. 
And so that that's the problem is is it's the hypocrisy. Nobody wants to be overweight. Nobody wants to be overweight if they don't have to be overweight. And people are overweight because they're dealing typically with some sort of intergenerational or some sort of early childhood trauma. And then they turn to food uh, to numb the pain. So I just find it ironic. And then the body positive movement, of course, is is not good for the, the major level, which is the health reason, the health reason. Obese people have a much shorter life expectancy. It ranges anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20 years, depending on which study you look at. Because if you're overweight, higher rate of diabetes. And once you get to diabetes, the comorbidity of diabetes, meaning like other diseases that you get, skyrocket. So you're more likely to blow out your kidneys and have renal failure. You're more likely to have a heart attack. We know you're more likely to lose a, a leg, for example. And other issues like that. Not to mention you have a high rate of getting cancer. You have a high rate of joint pain. You have a higher rate of you know having stroke and aneurysms. Your, your children, if you birth children, go to that Holistic Health News episode we did on children of overweight people have a lower IQ. We just did that one recently. So it's not good for them. It's it's like endorsing of movement, like uh, like uh, just inveterate alcoholism. Yes, everyone should be an inveterate alcohol, even though it shortens your life expectancy, destroys your liver, destroys every part of your body, gives you cancer, and you, you can die of cirrhosis at 45. We wouldn't be doing that, right? So why are we embracing a lifestyle that is detrimental? Now, some would say that, well, because because by telling them to lose weight, it's going to trigger self-loathing. Well, look, let me let me give you a newsflash given that I have background in this. They already have self-loathing. They're already self-loathing. And look, what, right before I lost my weight, God, back in 1990, I was told by people, I was told by dietitians, by my family, by people at school, you know, you're fat, you need to lose weight. And I knew it. I know it. I knew it at the time, of course, right? And you just kind of laugh it off, but I knew it. And I mentioned this in the in the episode on the, I think it's the competitive eater, episode 11, where I talk about the uh, all-you-can-eat buffets, which are the most depressing place on earth. When I see overweight parents, and then they have their overweight children going back six, seven times for helpings. And it's like, if you go up to that parent or go to that child and say, your, your child's overweight, you need to stop, and, or you go to some 12-year-old kid and tell him that, you know, what do you expect them to say? But they know it's true. Everyone who's overweight knows they shouldn't be overweight, that it's unhealthy, and, of course, not to mention the social stigma of it. So Adele, Adele is getting fit-shamed, fit-shamed. And, it, I mean, I there's Twitter, there's Twitter responses to it, like, Adele, you look worse with all your weight loss. Oh, my God, I liked you better when you were fatter. Why in the hell would you say that to somebody who's a, if you're a fan of them? See, what this really is, is goes going back to Schadenfreude. See, a lot of people liked Adele because she was overweight, right? She didn't look like Mariah Carey circa 1992. Now, everyone loved Mariah Carey, but they both had amazing voices, different voices, but they both had amazing voices, but Mariah Carey was beautiful, right? Or look at Whitney Houston in 1985 at her debut album. So Adele looked like, quote, one of us. And what do I mean by one of us? 70% of Americans are overweight, meaning they're 20%, at least 20% above their BMI, and then 30, 35% are obese, meaning 20% above their BMI. So when we say, oh, she looks like us, we're saying, you know, because Americans are obese, we're fat. And we like the fact that she was fat. 
Okay, we didn't really give a damn about her health at all. So now that she's losing her weight, it makes us have to look in the mirror. And if we're overweight, we're like, she's making us look bad. And this is the thing about, about schadenfreude and just success of siblings or friends in general. We are happy for uh, the success of our people in our lives when we feel successful. When we don't feel successful and somebody loses weight or gets a new job or gets a new car or gets a new beach house, you know, we'll say, oh, that's great, but we are really upset and envious. Why? Because it casts a light on us on how we haven't succeeded. This is why a lot of people don't go to reunions, right? Because it's a reminder how you didn't succeed while other people succeeded. And so a lot of people who are shaming Adele and wish she'd go back to being fat or, of course, completely solipsistic and selfish, to say something like that, well, don't you want Adele to sing more? She's only 31, for Christ's sake. She could be singing for another 45 years. And if you really love her music, wouldn't you want her to be healthy? And yes, regular weight in most cases is healthy. Okay, I don't hear this like, oh, being obese is healthy. No, it's not. In most cases, being regular weighted is healthy. Now, if she is doing some sort of horrible, um, you know, purging diet where it's like a water diet, like the old days when you take antidiuretics or you take diuretics and you, you know, you're like vomiting and all this. Of course, that's not good for her long term. Right, bulimics have a lot of health problems. But assuming she's just, you know, eating better, and she's mentioned somewhere instead of crying every night, she's sweating. So she's working out. She has a, a certified trainer, and uh, she's doing what everybody wishes they could do. Who's overweight? So why are we hating on her for losing weight? I mean, it's some of these Twitter comments are just mind-boggling. And of course, this is Twitter. This is why you never go to Twitter because it's just the cesspool of mankind that goes to Twitter and comments on Twitter. It's just horrible the way Twitter is. So there's a comment here. This is from Audra Williams. Celebrating Adele's weight loss is a garbage thing to do for millions of reasons. Here are two. One, it tells your fat friends you think their bodies are a problem to be solved. Two, the weight loss could be the result of physical or mental health struggles. Weird to cheer about that. Okay, first of all, it tells your fat friends you think your bodies are a problem to be solved. Well, it is a problem to be solved. They need to lose weight. They need to lose weight. But we live in such a politically correct world now that you can't tell that to people. You can't tell that to friends. You can't tell that to family. Only your doctor can tell you. But even doctors now don't even tell their patients who are overweight that because they know they're not going to do it. And also, they don't want to alienate the patient so the patient never comes back and the doctor wants the money. That's why they want you to come back. But their body is a problem and that they do need to lose weight. You have to say it in a way with charity and compassion. But if, that, that, if you truly love somebody, that's what you would tell them. It's like the broccoli in the, in the teeth analogy. This is what you need to tell them. If you really love somebody, you tell them. You got broccoli in the teeth. This is something you need to work on. And so it's the same thing here. And the other thing, the weight loss could be the result of physical or mental health struggles. No, no, it's not. I mean, in some cases it can be. Uh, but no, I mean, she's, there's her friends and so forth are reporting that she's using a trainer and she's just eating better, right? I have that episode earlier in Confessions of an Obese Child. It's like, well, we know how to lose weight. It's just a question of what what mental, emotional, handicap or impediment is preventing us from wanting to do it. 
Well, everybody knows, just eat paleo, eat like a paleo-esque diet. If God didn't make it, don't eat it. We've been evolutionarily wired to handle those foods for millions of years. So eat nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables and meats and fish and so forth. We can break those down. When you start going into the anti-nutrients like gluten with grain, maybe dairy, because that's got some tolerance issue. Of course, all the middle aisle packaged processed foods and super, of course, the sodas. Those are all junk. They're not made by they're not made by God. They're not natural. So we have problems many times digesting them. They just simply don't have a lot of nutrition. So we, we know what we're supposed to do to maintain a regular weight and to lose weight. Move the body more, eat better, eat smaller portions, sleep better, and eat foods that are found in nature. So the question is, why aren't we doing it? Why are we 70% overweight? Well, it's the emotional stuff. We're emotionally eating. Why are we emotionally eating? Because we have some early childhood trauma or we're going through some stress, intergenerational trauma, addictions. There's, there's a host of reasons. They, they put MSG and other addict addictions or addictive foods, addictive chemicals into our food. We talk about that over at Holistic Health News. And so there's, there's other things. But ultimately, ultimately, we are responsible for for what we put in our mouth. And yes, big food uses subliminal messages. Big food uses jingles. Big food uses addictive stuff. Big food uses food porn, meaning all those commercials where they show the food zoomed up looking really delicious. They use all these things because, of course, they don't care about your health. They just want your dollar. They want you to go back. Taco Bell doesn't care about your health. Chili's doesn't care about your health. Nobody cares about your health but you. So you have to see through the kind of like the matrix See how they're trying to manipulate you and hurt you. They don't care if you're fat. In fact, if you're fat, then Big Pharma, their brother, can come in and start making money off of you. Everybody makes money off of malady. And everybody, you know, all big business makes money off of you through advertising. You are incomplete unless you buy this perfume. Then everybody will love you. You know, you are unpopular unless you buy these jeans. And now you'll have, a, you know, a great life. Look at the beer commercials. You are a schlubby guy. But by drinking Coors, you're going to have a hot wife and lots of friends. This is what advertising does. And why do they do advertising? Because they want you to buy their product. Why do they want you to buy their product? Because they want to make money off of you for a limited service. You know, the jeans, the $300 jeans are really not much different than Levi's, guys. So look. We should be happy that Adele is losing weight. I don't care what you hear. This is the truth. We should be happy that Adele is losing weight. It is good for her. It's good for her long term. And if any of you are upset that Adele is losing weight, then you need to look in the mirror and see why you're not happy that she's getting healthier because, yes, losing weight is healthier. You need to figure out why you're not happy. Maybe you're overweight. Maybe you're just sad. Maybe you're miserable. Maybe you're depressed. And that's, you know, that's fine. Just but work on that, you know, self-health, self-help, self-improvement. Work on those things. Work on those things. But this is definitely something that, um, that needs to be addressed, that needs to be looked at. And just, and if you really love somebody, you want them to lose weight. So guys, if you want more information, just go over to, to just Google Adele fit shaming and you'll see it, or you'll go to go to Twitter and you'll see that all the trolls on Twitter. Guys, as always, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the food recipe articles. You know, don't make a dime over there. 
But uh, I do it just like this podcast because I just like talking and expressing my views and want to help people. Um, If you really want to help us, click on those Amazon links on the food recipes. So anytime you go to Amazon, we we get 2% commission at whatever paltry things that you buy on Amazon. We get 2%, which ends up being like 20 cents. But, you know, theoretically, if millions of people are going there, then that's something. But they're not. So if you go, it really means a difference. So those 20 cents from you really mean a big difference to me. Of course, the the podcasts are Holistic Health News, Confessions of an Obese Child, and the Essential Oils in Herbal Apothecary. We just did one on wintergreen, and we did one on carrot seed and celery seed oils. So go check that out. And I mentioned the new ones on Holistic Health News. We have a new one on the problems with 5G electromagnetic radiation. Now that 5G is rolling out, and then we have that one on overweight people birthing low IQ children. All right, guys, until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care.